It's Sports Arena and Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to 401 of every pay-per-view special and ECW on 10 and in between. You've got myself, Paul, and I'm joined as always by Jay. What is happening, Jay? I'm, I'm looking forward to this. We, we missed a week to combine, so we've got some good stuff to talk about. Um, and for the first time in a long time, we have tag team champions. What tag team champions? Uh, first time in ages since we've had tag team champions. First time in ages we're doing four episodes. Yes. And for the first time in ages last week, the Dudley boys got back together. Spike Devon and Buddy a little. I don't know if they're signing or what, but there's photos of them floating around all happy together. And it's good to see them all together and all being Dudley. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. It was nice. So that's happening. Um, Did you... Um... Did you see the clips of uh, Kevin Nash on his podcast, Click This, talking about working with friend of the show, The Sandman? No. So uh, I'll find it for you and send it across. But um, basically, they were talking about him doing a hard, hardcore match with, with Sandman. Yeah. Um, and he says, you know, he does this bit where you know, he sets the ladder and jumps and kind of like smashes you with it. And... Um, He's setting it up, and apparently Nash is laying there going, well, how the fuck is he going to do this that doesn't hurt? How's he going to make this look painful, you know, work that it doesn't hurt? And he says he just, like, comes crashing down, and I was like, motherfucker, that really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had to kind of smite him up in the back of, like, do you know how much money I'm worth? Do you know much how, how much of a draw I am on this? Um, and then his, his host was telling the story about, um, uh, welcome to ECW, where we just talk about other people's podcasts. Um, his host was, was <laughs> talking about the story of um, Mick went in, in their feud. Mick went to Paulie and, and Todd and said, you know, I, he's, I can't have him go out there this loaded. He's, he's a danger. I can't have him go out this loaded. So he went out sober for the match. And um, apparently Paul Heyman and, and Todd Gordon are sitting there going, watching this and kind of going, holy shit, this is awful. And apparently, that's the last time he worked sober in, in ECW. <laughs> I can't believe it. But yeah, just 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 uh, Nash just kind of well, how's he going to get this? That so doesn't hurt. And it's like motherfucker. For more ECW stories, feel free to check out Kevin Nash's podcast. <laughs> after hours, after hours, obviously. After. Yeah, I always said after hours was another little drink reference. <laughs> I think you get loaded. You have to get loaded as well to listen to Kevin Nash. I mean, uh, it probably makes it even better, but you know. That's great. Yeah, I know. He's, uh, I've listened to a few. He's got a good show. But <coughs> um, yeah, this week we're looking at episodes 54 and 55 of TNN and 384 and 385 of Hardcore TV. The reason we do a double one is basically 54 and 384 are very much the tag team tournament. So matches going on, but not a lot around that to discuss. So it sort of makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it, it would just be us kind of, you know, saying who won matches. It was it was going to be about a six-minute podcast, so we decided we'd combine it to, to a bit, bit of context, especially considering... The, the, the later two that we'll be talking about are night two of this event. Fair to say, there's some stuff happens. This is very true. A lot of stuff happens. 
Um, but we're going to kick it off ECW on TNN episode 54, September the 1st, 2000, where we're going to talk results. And um, actually, there is one segment on this, actually. So, you got some bit. Um, it kicks off with, you know, this, it kicks off with the semi final, doesn't it? Unholy Alliance, yes. Whitbreak and Tajiri defeat the hot commodity, Easy Money, and Julia. It, it's so Julio De Nero. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of basically just like, oh, it's a good match. You know, they're fun matches. It's cool. Um, it, it's kind of cool to sort of check out the Unholy Alliance, Tajiri and Mikey. They do sort of grow as a team. Yes. For the short period they're in, from the beginning to sort of matches that we see next week, you know, so they do sort of grow a lot and you do see it good. Also, some of these I went back and watched in other means without sort of giving away websites or those who know, know, and uh, sort of like the real music in that because I really like the Unhurried Alliance theme rather than the. What was the Unhurried Alliance theme? It's basically it's, it's a custom theme where sort of Jim Mitchell starts off laughing and sort of a heavy guitar sort of kicks in but it's good walking music I was trying to remember because um, obviously this is continuing the loser. Mikey Whitbreck loser-esque yes it's so far from that like I'll send you um, obviously useful for our listeners I'll send you I'll send you one so you can see well I'll enjoy that so that's <laughs> and that's what we do this for Actually, we might we might even post it on um, at underscore sports radio or Instagram or Twitter more likely on Instagram because we're unverified on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've checked with it. Yeah, <laughs> um, so that's how we kick off the show. We get the intro video. We then have Joe and Joey um, in the ring welcoming us, and they welcome us to uh, the Hammerstein Ballroom. Their their debut in Hammerstein Ballroom, apparently. So a, love, which... a lovely, a lovely fucking ECW venue must be said. I know it's the latter years, but. If they'd managed to get there in the 97, 98 stage, this would have been wild. Yeah, and, and this is the bit that confuses me because it's one that is um, synonymous with, with ECW. But I'm sure they'd said that this was their debut in the Hammerstein Ballroom, which means they only ran it, you know, the the real kind of dog days of, of ECW. They can't have run this more than once or twice. That's weird because this is obviously where they did um, One Night Stand. Mm. And it was all very much with Ring of Honor um, sort of like around these venues and stuff like that. It was all very much known as like, oh, it's, it's great because ECW used to run here. And like I said, you do, it is a ring that you kind of really tie in with ECW. But like you said, it's very weird that it sort of comes at such um, a later stage in um, the journey. Because you would imagine it'd be. You know, as soon as sort of pay-per-views kick in, obviously the first would naturally be at the arena. When they started touring New York and all that, you, you think it'd be a good place to go. But, um, yeah, we're here. It, it looks lovely. Visually, it looks lovely. Everything about it just screams ECW. But, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely stunning. It's good. Um, Crino comes out to the ring. And cuts um, a promo with um, good old Billy, Mr. Future NWA, smashing pumpkin himself. Yes. Basically, goes on to cut the same promo that he cut last week out the back, really. He talked about cheating and all these matches, and he's not apologizing to anyone. Um, 
Louis Dangerously comes out and, <laughs> and kind of guns Crino a bit. So the only one he's the only thing he's number one contender for is who's going to get his ass kicked next after Billy. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like why? Why is Louis Dangerously coming out as the guy? I thought it was great. I mean, it was a a great line, but it is. It's kind of like... It was just the wrong guy. They just seem to kind of steal each other's thunder a little bit, don't they? Rather than anything else. It's just the wrong guy to, like, cut the the line. But it was was a nice segment. Uh, Credible runs out, Kane's Carino. And then sort of had this weird thing with sort of like... um, Sort of Billy Corrin sort of like thrusts him in the corner... And sort of holds him there, massively overpowers Justin Incredible. And you kind of think, this guy's like a musician. And he's sort of almost sort of dominating the world champion. And it just kind of, I don't think it was a good look for Credible, to be honest. No. Before Louis dangerously runs in and kind of saves him a little bit. And I just found it a bit, and I think he sort of, I think he clogged him on the head with a phone. But yeah, I just find it a weird kind of, um, sort of situation to have him like that. So just just after fact-checking, I can confirm ECW didn't actually start doing their shows there until late August 2000. Um, However, obviously, it becomes quite synonymous with them and their last pay-per-view happens there. Very good. No, it's great venue. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing more stuff. Final two pay-per-view happen there. Okay. Um... More tech team tournament opening around stuff. We see Just Incredible and Rhino defeating Sandman and Chili Willy. You can see Chili Willy make a little cameo. He's sort of been heavily involved in this feud, but actually done. Fuck all. Uh, next round, tag team tournament semi final. Uh, Johnny Swinger and Diamonds defeat Dorian and Roadkill. I think that's viewed as a bit of an upset because Dorian and Roadkill have kind of been the, um, the staple of this tag team division yes. throughout tournament. So just to sort of throw them out in the semi final. Oh, well, you know, when, we, when we're talking about staple tag teams that have been built around for a while and then just being thrown away, wait till we get to the next shows. Um, but yeah, just to clarify here, because, you know, that's obviously three semi-final matches and that's because, in true ECW fashion, this is feeding into a three-way dance for the final. Yeah, no, so we get our next uh, semi-final uh, with Tommy Dreamer and Jerry Lynn defeating Justin Credible and Rhino. Spike Dudley basically makes his return and sort of helps them sort of pick up a victory. So it leaves our freeway elimination main event, which is our main event of uh, hardcore um, ECW on TNN and Holy Alliance versus Tommy Dream and Jerry Lynn versus Swing and Diamonds. Uh, three weird combinations, not necessarily the three teams I would have gone for. I probably would have played it safe and done Unholy Alliance, FBI, and then maybe another kind of similar work rate team and just had an absolute pure carnage triple threat work rate sort of match. Or 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 go the other way and have you know All the big the, guns. The, yeah. So RPD and Kid Cash. Yeah, Rhino. RB, uh, Rhino and Just Incredible and and uh Tommy Dream, Dream and, yeah. and um thing. Yeah. Although, you know, that means that you have to put the, the tag titles in <clears throat> one of those teams. Yeah. You could have done it on Leland Dreamer for a couple of weeks. It would have fitted in perfectly with them. Uh, I don't think they want to, to, you know, after having no tag team champions for so long, I don't think they want a hot shot on the belts. I'm looking, I think they're looking to put it on someone who's going to hold it <laughs> for a nice, long, steady amount of time, bring some stability to the section, to the, to the, 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 um, 
the division. The division. You know, really just kind of like shore it up, get you back used to seeing that tag team title on them every single week. And that team is the Unholy Alliance as they pick up the win here. And um, Mikey Whitbrick and Yoshiro Tajiri become the new ECW Tag Team Champions after a, quite a long hiatus for whatever reason. Uh, we do have new Tag Team Champions. It is them. And, um, yeah, be interesting to see how they are booked. Next night, Hardcore TV, episode 384, September the 2nd, 2000. This is a strange episode because, again, the disrespect on Hardcore TV is real because we basically see a bunch of unrelevant matches We've yeah. just seen the winners. We now go back and see pre-match matches. Yeah, I mean, if you're doing this, just the whole kind of here's some good matches. I understand. And star power wise, you know, this is a show. You know, you yeah. you you get to see the big teams. You get to see RVD and Kid Cash. You get to see Credible and Rhino. You know, star power wise, this probably has the bigger card. However, I really struggle with this because. I'm not invested in any single one of these matches because you've just shown me who wins. I know none of these matches mean anything. Mm. That is. Um, so basically, it, it kicks off with Cyrus and Styles in the ring. Again, it makes less and less sense, the fact that Cyrus seems to mostly be on hardcore TV at the moment. He does be bits on TNN, but he always seems to have his main argument segments on hardcore TV, which have no sort of interest whatsoever. Is It's not on the network, so it makes no sense for him to even be here. Yeah. Um, he gets into a little pushing competition and then um, gets chased off by Styles. We sort of get a weird introduction music. I'm guessing this would have originally been... New York, New York, yeah. Sort of, and they sort of had to do a weird network dub, which kind of just sounds really bizarre. But I'm guessing that's what it would have been. Uh, yeah, I, I assumed it, it was. It was New York, New York, adjacent. It's it, it, kind of New Jersey, New Jersey, maybe. Yeah, so it just felt like they were sort of doing something like that, but it would have been originally been that to obviously celebrate them being at the Hamilton Ballroom, but. Um, that happens, we then get the first match here, which will be the quarterfinals, Hot Commodity um, versus York and Matthews. Hot Commodity did pick up the win. We already know this because we know from the previous show who they fought in the semifinals. Um, next first round match, uh, Simon uh, Swigger and Diamond defeated uh, Chetty and Nova. Again, I understand the current position, but it's also a shame that Chetty and Nova are thrusted out in the first round after they've been pushing for the tag team division for sort of so long that when it yeah. sort of comes to back and actually have a place, it all kind of falls apart and we'll get into that more on the next so, week's shows. Yeah, just, just to recap, you know, the Impact players um, beat down Chetty and Nova and Doring and Roadkill all the way back, you know, uh, in, in March, April time. Um, because none of them were at their level. And yeah. Chetty and Nova won the match to be the number one contenders for this championship. For whatever reason, Doring and Roadkill got the shot. They didn't win. Then the Impact players vacated the title, or, or just incredible, on behalf of the Impact players, vacated the title on April 22nd. I've got that in front yeah. of me, by the way, just, just in case you think I've like, remembered when, when Cyberslam was. Um so they never got their number one contender ship shot. 
Yeah. Anyway, back on to August 25th. Well, that's it. So, uh... so four months, by the way, is the answer as to how long it kind of sat there with no one on it. It's outrageous, isn't it, really? Yeah. For, for no real fucking reason, to be honest. No. No real reason whatsoever. I mean, the tournament's like fun, but it doesn't, it doesn't justify this. Um, yeah, so cheating over out first round. Knicks quarterfinal. Own Holy Alliance defeated FBI. Stellar match, great match. And again, we know this because got a good feeling on Holy Alliance in this. That looked at, that was a, a pretty strong performance. I got a good feeling about them in this tournament. Um, and then the next match. Don't know what it final. is. Lynn and Dreamer defeated um, RVD and Cash. Again, really fun match, actually. It's a standalone match. Because yeah. you knew neither of these two were probably going to win it, even though I just said Dream and Lynn could have. Um, yeah, fun match. So a good main event for Hardcore TV, this one. And, and the story all... here is very much about, um, uh, you know, credible and everyone get involved. Yeah. They don't realise that, you know, do, does Dreamer and, and Lynn realise that, you know, people have got involved and, you know, that they didn't win it clean? Um, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, do they care? Probably not. So that ends that show, and obviously we found out who won it all the night before. So it's kind of a bit weird, but I guess, like I said, if you take away from the tournament and just do it on match quality wise, <coughs> two great nights of of matches and yes. worth watching. But you probably just want a modern day for you to watch it. I'd watch it in reverse order, despite I, knowing who wins. Doesn't make any difference really now, but yeah. I think I think this is the thing. I think I think watching a tournament, even if you know who wins, out of order, um, just kind of takes away from 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 it. I, I understand why they've got the matches arranged as they do, in the sense of you know they are still trying to fulfil some sort of conditional uh, con- contractual obligation to TNN, and therefore that's got the bigger match, but. Yeah, it's just a very weird way round of doing it, um, and that that yeah, it, it just feels a little bit backwards with with doing it. Yeah, no, um, massively sort of a backwards way of doing it. But I mean, they you could have almost used it to highlight the fact that it would be on the following night or whatever, and just try to grab some of the audience and fry it on if they could. I know it's probably not a a big audience and it makes sense, but um, yeah, strange. Um, so now to, I was going to say this week's shows, but it's sort of the following week's shows. Uh, ECW on TNN episode 55, September the 8th, 2000. We get the show intro. Uh, Joey Styles, Joe, going to welcome us and all the fans in attendance. Cyrus comes out uh, and basically said that they've cancelled the show because they have Vinnie Mac now. This brings out Paul Heyman. Right, so... Oh, here we go. He's ready. This brings out <laughs> Paul Heyman. Yeah. So, yeah, so they basically... Cyrus comes out, you're all cancelled because, you know, we got we got pins now, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Fine. You know, trying to get at Gertner, trying to get at Styles, similar to what we've seen, similar to what we've seen the night before, fine. The line is... Um, you know, which New Yorker is going to be able to kick my ass? Yeah. Which is the cue for New York's favourite son, Paul Heyman, 
started his career as a photographer at Studio 54, synonymous with New York and, and, and all that, that there is, comes out, cracks him over the head with the mobile phone, poorly dangerously styled, and off we go. However, because of the way they do these things, that which New Yorker's going to stop me line had to be said about eight or nine times whilst Joey Styles and Joel Gertner both do this thing where they take turns at trying to get him and the other one holding him back and then I'll try and get at him and you hold me back and then you try and get at me and I'll hold him back, which makes no sense if you're both trying to get at the fucking guy. Yeah. To give enough time for Paul to Paul Heyman to come out, get a reaction, slowly walk to the ring, get in the ring, get even more of a reaction and amp up even more of a reaction before hitting on the fight. So it kind of loses its impact because, you know, it's, it's become so telegraphed because it's like, you know, which New Yorker, 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 which... oh, he's hit me with a phone. Could never have seen that coming. At which point, all hell breaks loose because everyone runs in. And you kind of sit there going, why are you running in? Because you've watched him slowly walk to the ring. Yeah. You watched him get up on the apron and, you know, play to the crowd. You watched him get in the ring and play to the crowd. You've then watched him smack him on. You know, you've seen this coming a mile away. Yeah. It's just so like... It's just so weird to sort of like... I think they need to do something. If, if that's the line they want to do, they needed to do something to get Paul at ringside first. Yeah. And whether that's, you know, a, a referee takes a bump or, you know, because Cyrus is shooting, he's had to come out to ringside to try and get the sound cut or something. But something that gets him nearer... So when the which New Yorker line happens, he doesn't have to have a 45-minute harangue of getting into the ring. Yeah, no, massively. Um, obviously, he did get the shot, and this then lets Rhino coming out. Um, Rhino then basically ends up attacking Heyman, sort of carrying Heyman around and sort of running and, and putting Heyman for a table. Yep, around again carries him around for a while. Yeah, no one running out to make the save. Gets him through a table because Cyrus is back up straight away after being knocked out with a phone, and the crooked ref who's screwing Jerry Lynn out of his matches yeah. is there to help up a table, which made me think: Is this the third or fourth? Crooked ref we've had in ECW. Because uh, we had Bill Alfonso. Jeff, we had Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, this guy. And I think there was one in between. I think there was like the hardcore ref or someone in between. The hardcore ref, but he was he wasn't he wasn't here, was he? Because he would fight him with Carino, but he was still sort of a screwy ref. He was just screwing heels. Yeah, so I was trying same, to remember same. if he'd started off doing dodgy stuff no, and then turned or because he had his finger with Carino didn't he so same sort of thing but just a yeah. different sort of um, different way of approaching it okay so he goes that through um, so we're averaging 
I screw you, ref a year. Yeah, basically. They do. Yeah. They repeat a lot of it, to be fair. Um, a fan tries to get in the ring. Rhino runs over and starts sort of stomping him. Rhino then starts scoring security, which I thought police. was pretty cool. Police. Yeah. Yeah, he's beating up the police who uh you know to to the, yeah. the policemen are trying to get this guy out of the ring and rhino is beating up the policeman shuffle is kind of crazy this brings out um loads of wrestlers like. good old-fashioned wrestlers they all then just turn off each other and all just start beating the shit out of each other yeah um kid cash then comes out with music because kid cash is facing rhino for the the tv title tonight so that match starts now um, so he then sort of gets on the top rope and almost carried over to Rhino to get on him. And that sort of kicks off. Sandman then comes out. Um, everyone sort of starts to clear the rings out the front side of the ring fighting. This leads to Cash jumping on the um, ropes and springboarding out onto everyone on the outside, which I think is about 20 plus wrestlers. Yeah. So Sandman comes out, stare downs with Rhino. Kane's Rhino. Rhino then beats up Sandman and Sandman goes away. Rhino then on the outside. Kid Cash does his jump on everyone except Rhino. Yeah. Clears out the 20 people who were fighting behind Rhino, but not actually Rhino. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, that happens. The ring does get cleared. It leads to Cash versus Rhino. Um, Rhino is very much in control. RVD comes out. Uh, with his music. Comes, with his music, comes out flying out of nowhere, sort of takes up Rhino, hits him with the van, Terminator, allowing Cash to pick up the win, and Cash becomes the new ECW World Television Champion. So, it surprised me that Cash got the win. Yeah. Um and, and and that it surprises me, but that's the problem ECW have at the moment in the sense of they need to drive the live crowd, especially in big shows like you know their their debut in the Hammerstein Ballroom. So they need to do this kind of thing. But after everything that's happened with Rhino, after the the the, the absolute monster push you've been giving him, it just feels weird for this title change to not happen at a pay per view. The other issue is the heel has had to be attacked by three different people with weapons to be put down. Yeah, I mean, my, my gut instinct for this was keeping Rhino strong, moving him to the world title, but had to get rid of the TV title first. That, that's what it felt like. Not getting caught up with this RVD situation previously, where they wanted to move RVD forward to the world title, but it was very aware RVD couldn't drop the TV title because they'd made him too strong, and they just got this whole like, "What do we do?" balance because you don't want him with every belt in case he accidentally drops one and he throws it down after not have a champion for four months. Right. So, I agree with all of that. That makes perfect sense. Um, except Rhino beats Kid Cash for the title in two weeks' time. Well, yeah, I know that, but I just I thought that's you know that's where they were going with it. But obviously, yeah. it's so hard because you sort of talk about it. 
as if it's like now because it is now and, and, world, and, so. and this is the issue in the sense of you know you've got the hindsight of booking in the sense of you know they do in essence and i know they what they do with rhino at the end but you do in essence have the same issue you had with with rbd which is drop that belt give it away let someone else do that you go after something else exactly. and and you know they they delay these things and 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 it is it, it just feels like there's a load that has just been just a touch too late on all of these Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I mean, it's good. I mean, the, the crowd would have gone wild. I mean, you wouldn't expect really Cash <clears throat> to beat Rhino, but they get on the same level. It's semi-believable that Cash could pull it off and beat. Especially Rhino. if twenty-seven other people have already beaten him up first. This is also true. So that happens. Um, Unholy Alliance in New York. Um, basically, talk about sinister minutes being sick and twisted but not as sick and twisted as the champs and they sort of laugh yeah so it's all about you know turning the other cheek and all the rest of it but actually he's more eye for an eye and stuff yeah so that's fine it's good to see the champs on tv uh balls Mahoney. oh no that's just... or is that the next that, that that might be the problem in the next episode but yeah uh balls Mahoney has a quick match with the blue boy obviously the blue boy's been floating around hasn't really wrestled his in the Guess the match at the moment, and uh, yeah, Mahoney just kind of annihilates him. Now, again, I so the Blue Boy's been doing this kind of shtick where he comes out and blah blah blah. Because everyone's fat, even if they're not. Yeah, um, it turns out that whilst the meanie has got into you know really good shape, yeah hasn't obviously been practicing his wrestling skills because this is, you know, he is awful even by Meanie standards. You know, he, 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 Meanie was great at doing Meanie bits and he's really not found how to do blue guy bits, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, the match is not good. Meanie does not look good in this match. But the, the thing is that the, the, the blue Meanie match won't work as the blue guy is basically no. what you're saying. No, and he's not worked out a different style. Exactly. So the stuff he's doing doesn't work on either level. Yeah. So it's 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 a tough match to watch. The bit, however, and and you know, Meanie Blue Guy loses in his first match, which feels weird, but you know, it's it's the Blue Guy. You know, you're not protecting him or anything. That's fine. The bit that I thought was unnecessary is. Jasmine St. Clair's already taking bumps. Yeah. Again, surely that's something I can wait for. I understand. She's gonna. We know she's gonna. She's got to. We know she's got to. Um, you know, and they want the shot of her with her skirt wrapped up and all the rest of it. We know all of this. On the first time? It's kind of rough because with the um, the gimmick, right, you could have given the um, TV titles to me. Oh, Blue Guy. Yeah. Because the yeah. whole sort of like being slim thing, it could have been like, you know, wrap this around my sexy slim waist and all this. And he would have got so much heat with her and it would have, all right, it wouldn't have been the greatest TV champion of all time, but it would have been the great <laughs> thing. Could have worked a small program with Nova because of the history. <coughs> yeah. It would, it would have been enough to really do something quite interesting. You could, have a, you could have had a two-week feud with Kid Cash. You know, he lays Kid Cash out. He puts the title around his waist because, you know, it looks so much better around his slim waist. The next week, Kid Cash beats the shit out of him 
and, and that's the end. That's the yeah, would have just been, would have just been, but it's a I, nice little filler, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then um, just, yeah, got murdered and someone took the belt off him. Um, but yeah, this is what happened. Mahomely um, defeats him and I, I guess his yeah. first match is hard because obviously he's been in ECW for years, but he saw his first yeah. match in this as his version. Um, and again, you know, he, he, is he being punished for coming back? Is that is he is he back to is is it the same stuff we've always seen? Standard principle: someone leaves, they come back. They seem to lose all the time. It's yeah. reoccurring. Even though big... you've you've brought him back with, you know, his his legitimate porn star girlfriend, who's getting you all sorts of clicks and all sorts of interest, and um, you know you've completely rebadged him, but still you're going to put him straight back into the same. He's he's still got to pay his dues. And the thing is, I understand the reasoning behind, if there is, you know, it, it might just be a massive coincidence, but it just feels like a massive coincidence, yeah. you know, because that this happens to everyone. But the thing is, all it is hurting is ECW. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, there's the amount of money left on the table by not letting your, your, your people do stuff. That's and no it, one stayed. So, uh... No one stayed because, you know, you've humbled me and therefore I'm going to hang around. Yeah. Yeah, no, so yeah, that happens. We get show highlights from, um, I think it's Lynn versus Credible and obviously Spike and Rhino and that all get involved. Yeah. And yeah, so that, that's cool. Um, this is the highlight coming up next. We go to ECW New York. <laughs> you and, know I popped. You know I was so happy. No, and it, it's a double pop. Um, for long-time listeners... <laughs> Of the show, or a big EC early day fans, ECW early day fans, um, Matt in the house. Is Backy in the house? Is Backy in the house? A very short sort of thing on the door for um, ECW New York. Um, it's just so cool to see sort of Matt in the house. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, yeah, he didn't tell us if he was, we don't know if he was sorry. And then um, yeah, the door opens and basically someone's just getting carried across. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's someone who was obviously relevant at the time. I don't know whether he was like doing Jerry Spring or something, but it was like the the, the most famous bouncer in America and basically just ripped off a guy's prosthetic leg. Yeah. Um, so I thought the guy in the ECW shirt... I thought it looked like Rodney Mack. Uh, yeah, I, I did a little bit or um, uh, and completely the wrong time, but I thought he looked a little like um, uh, God, I can't even remember his name, the, the, the Aussie guy. Well, Nathan uh, Jones. Nathan Jones. Would have been early. Would have been too early, but... Yeah, we would have been in prison. With nails no, from those vignettes, Rodney Mac yeah. ECW. Um, what was Rodney Mac ever in ECW? Nathan Jones would have still been working out whether it's tick or whether it's tock. It's one of my steps. My steps. I know Rodney Mac was with, I'm not sure if he's married to Jazz or what, wasn't he? So, he was, um. ECW, how do I find out? I'm just getting 
WWE CW up, Jesus. W2000. Can't find anything. Shoots on ECW reboot. That's no good to anyone. Uh, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I guess it must be too early for him, surely. Oh, after uh, 2000, after working in the independent circuit, Mark, Max signed for ECW in 2000, making his debut as a member of the Baldies. There we go. So good. One. Could well have been. The man that is Rodney Mack. Yeah, I don't know. I still think... um, I'm sure... I don't know. I just thought it was. Guess we'll find out. Uh, Main event time. FBI taking on the Unholy Alliance. And the commentators basically said something about... um, Everyone loves the stipulation. The FBI said if they don't win this, they're done. Yes. So this this is the FBI's last chance. If they... Do not win this match. They will no longer team. I mean, Tony Mamaluke and was brought up on commentary at all throughout the show. Did I just miss it? I think it was mentioned in passing. The reason you would have missed it is because why? Well, why? Yeah, why yeah. is this a? Why is this a thing? And uh, you know, if you want to kind of do the whole, he wouldn't be a team because you know this is, you know, Tony Mamaluke's final chance to to show he's worthy of being. All right, I understand that. That makes you know some kind of sense to me. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it's not like we've we've seen this before. We've seen this with bad uh, with uh, balls and axle. We've seen this with a few others of like you know. And if I lose, if we lose, we won't be a team anymore. But usually, it's kind of like a you know trying to 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 get you to fight. You know, I'm going to put something on the line because I want you to fight and you know, give us another chance because. Um, yeah, this this just you know because it's a Friday. Yeah, nice. Um, just yeah, I mean, to be fair, the match itself is outrageous. Again, it's, yes. these, these guys, this match is so so good. Like, definitely worth checking out this match. Um, getting straight to the result, FBI do win, and we do get new tag team champions. Obviously, Jay. Was joking about it earlier on, but obviously we knew. So the FBI what? basically <laughs> picking yeah. up the taking titles like a week later. Sent over driver. You know this feud isn't over. They're going to go back and forth. I'd imagine multiple times. But um, yeah, a ridiculously good match. And the um, FBI are the new tag team champions. Yeah, I mean, you know what I liked about it, um, apart from just the color caliber of the matches. You know, the ending is that. Um, uh, Big Sal tries to get involved, tries to hit the choke slam like he has done previously. Uh, Tajiri um, uh, just, you know, missed him like he's done, like he's done previously. Uh, but this time when Tajiri goes for the follow up, Big Sal meets him with a super kick, just kind of flailing back super kick, uh, which is enough to to catch um, Tajiri and stun him for for the the KOD. So. Um, you know, it's 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 a good bit of storytelling in the sense of, you know, that was a little bit scouted. I knew that was coming and therefore could kind of like, you know, kick out of it. Um mm. they they try and kill Tony Mamaluke again. Oh, in, some of the Mikey so stuff many ways. just spinning and dropping him on the ropes, just absolutely yeah. insane. Absolutely I mean, insane. Yeah. They they I mean it just seems to be a game now as to, you know, who <laughs> who can actually kill 
Tony Mamaluk. Um, so yeah, great match. FBI win takes us to the following night. Hardcore TV episode three hundred eighty-five, September the ninth, two thousand. Show kicks off with C.W. Anderson defeating Jerry Lynn. C.W. Anderson's on a bit of a background role here. He's picking up some massive W's. Yeah, and again, we we, we saw a little bit of this match on on night one, so on on like last night's show. So yeah, you know, again, they've spoiled the ending for us. Cheers. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it was, you know, it was, it was solid. And as you said, you know, CW's just kind of grinding out some uh, Some nice some notches in the background, isn't he? Not, yeah. Not, not too over-pushed, like, as in noticing it, but he's, yeah, he's getting some good wins. Uh, freeway elimination, because, you know, it's been a week. Danny Doyle and Roadkill versus Simon and Swingnut versus Chetty and Nova. The main talking point of this is that Chetty turns on Nova. After everything they've been through, finally getting tag team titles, turns on him. Yeah, halfway through the match. So, you know, fighting, 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 beating, beating, beating. Yep. Nova's going up for a swanton splash to, to, to you know, win, basically. Um, and Chetty hits and costs them the match. Yeah, and that's basically just um, does that. And then Doyle and Roadkill, it's so frustrating. Doyle and Roadkill end up winning this freeway. So after losing almost straight away in the last tournament, it's only a week later, they're back picking up wins again over everyone else. Yeah. So they'll be back in the mix again soon. So Doyle and Roadkill pick up the win. Um, next up, we go back. We've got Matt in the house again, Electra dancing, ECW New York. Yeah, and she's kicking off random people who are coming up to, to see her, speak to her, grab her, whatever they're trying to do. Exactly, just throwing them all off. Um, we get the whole of the TV title segment from TNN, the whole sort of Rhino cash match and cash winning the title. Um, a good segment. So they show that all again, which is good that she show it for a change. We see Chetty turning on Nova again as everyone's in shock. And... We get the main of. Uh... I think this is where we get the another sinister minister promo, and this is the one about you know the FBI kind of you know stealing the belts and an eye for an eye and various other things. Yeah, we then get a um, sort of promo in the ring. Um, I can't remember who it was. Who was it that called out and said people have got no balls and balls only comes out? Oh, Belvis. Yes, yes. That's it, Belvis. Uh, now, uh, Belvis Wesley, who was part of the New Dangerous Alliance with CW, yeah. um, and got into a fight with Simon Diamond and Johnny Swinger, which is what led to Simon Diamond and Johnny Swinger becoming serious and losing Mitch and the Musketeer and the Prodigy and the Prodigette but picking up C.W. Anderson from the New Dangerous Alliance. Uh, now, Belvis has the Prodigy and the Prodigy as his, you know, team. Yeah. Uh, which is good. Um, so Belvis comes in and just destroys everyone. He then goes to hit the Prodigy and Joey Styles says, now, normally, we don't condone violence towards women. But in this occasion, we're all for it. And I'm kind of sitting there going, 
Balls Mahoney's literally just laid out Jasmine Sinclair. Yeah. And yeah. that's before you all of the rest of it. And, you know, Francine, who was nowhere near on this show as much as she should have been. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is, this is, you know, something that happens all the time. But, all right. And it's kind of, like, sad, like, you mentioned, like, Francine. So you look at this show, like, again, another, I guess, sort of one week, two weeks, depending on the last week. But the World Heavyweight Champion is not really <clears throat> doing anything significant here. No, he he got out of an early round of the tournament. <coughs> sort of, he's now, obviously, he's got a defence against Carino that would have yeah. was the main event of night two, which we've not seen yet. So I don't know whether that's on next week's show. Which he's just sort of just they're just really plodding along and not really getting much promos or anything. No. So uh, main event time: RVD versus. Scotty Anton, even though I thought Scotty Anton quit, he's back. Gets his former best friend, RVD. Um, no surprise. Again, fun match, to be fair. Scotty Anton gets quite a bit in, but RVD does pick up the win, and that's not really a shock to anyone. No, it's 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 fine. Uh, it's not as good as their previous matches. Uh, yeah. It worked. Um, Jay, have all this jam-packed action, four episodes, what is your match of the week this week? Um, I'm going to go for um, FBI versus Unholy Alliance. Whilst I do not think it was the right time to switch the belts after you know 24 hours, um, whilst I don't think the stipulation of you know if FBI lose then they will break up was was in any way shape or form needed. Um, they don't have bad matches. They they really don't. I don't think those four know how to have a bad match. Um. And, yeah, and so, it was just, you know, really fantastic. Yeah, so just to confirm, people, that is the match from TNN episode 55 on September the 8th. That is the rematch with Unholy Alliance defending their tag team titles, not the opening round that we've also discussed in this show. Although that's yeah, also both, a good match. Yeah, yes. both are good. But yeah, you won't be yeah. disappointed. But yeah, it's just not the one. Um, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's interesting to see how it unfolds. Obviously, we need Credible back on. We need Carino as much as he involves, he has gone back on the back burner considering he was kicking off of the network and sort of just doing NAFL again. So they need to build him back up again. Um, see where Rhino goes for this. See where RVD sort of goes. There's a lot of um, a lot of potential in the next couple of weeks. Rodney Matt with the Baldy potentially. So let's see what goes yeah. on. Um, at underscore sports arena is when you can get involved. Simply go there, talk all things extreme if you want to tag us and stuff it is always appreciated if you want to just randomly hit us up and fire an ecw question or just start an ecw chat we'll retweet it and get involved and trying to get others involved because we always love that as we continue to relive the revolution and um, that is everything from me and i'll see you next week and usually at the time I, this time i quote mr rvd himself but on this one i'm going to quote to jerry from his promo on the uh uh, hardcore TV this week when I say this promo is over <laughs>